Hey guys, welcome to His and Hers Trauma Podcast. Please remember to check out the show notes for resources regarding what we are talking about. We usually have some pretty good stuff linked down there. And Mr. Trauma and I are so happy that you guys are here to learn and hopefully get some good information about all sorts of different trauma and how they manifest themselves in relationships. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get into it. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hey guys, how are you doing today? It is Labor Day weekend, 2023. And um, some of these recordings are going to be just like really spontaneous because um, when we are, you know, in a traumatic relationship, toxic environment, um, oftentimes we don't have the opportunity to share and um, we keep things bottled up or deny them or we are existing in the fog of the relationship. And um, when you move out of that, um, thankfully, you have these moments of you know, aha light bulb moments and they come really fast, kind of out of nowhere, but because of something that has, you know, triggered you, a circumstance that triggered you. And I really want to get these, um, episodes recorded because I think it's important to also, you know, have this type of transparency and, you know, kind of just stream of consciousness as well as structured, you know, topics and more planned out, um, episodes. But this is one of those where, um, I'm just coming at you kind of like out of nowhere. I'm, um, not feeling great. I'm under the weather and, um, this is what I want to talk about today, this morning, is um, when you are in a relationship with a narcissist, like I was, um, how life was when you weren't feeling well, which, you know, as time progressed and the relationship became more common to not feel well than to actually feel well. And when you get some distance from this and you can reflect back and be like, wow, you know, I've been feeling really good for like quite a while now. And I, I woke up in the middle of the night and I had some really terrible stomach cramps and a headache and I got sick and it kind of came out of nowhere and life happens, right? Um, I have a young child. I'm around kids all the time. And I also, suffer from CPTSD and ADHD and my medication sometimes keeps me awake. So I had been coming off of, um, doing a bunch of work on the podcast, honestly, um, getting a bunch of the kinks sort of like ironed out because this whole thing has just been quite a learning experience for me. It's been much more challenging setting up than I anticipated. I mean, I'm a graphic designer by trade and I have a college degree and this is what I do for work, but I usually use my own 
you know, resources, my own code, my own kind of style and uh, the way that the podcasting platforms are set up, you know, you're sort of at the mercy of the whole, like, you know, distributing it and getting it out there for others. Whereas normally I just work one-on-one with clients and do my job and, and that's that. And so this has been a really awesome, amazing learning experience, but it's also been really taxing on me because I have so much I want to share and I've been spending just loads and loads of time really just kind of clickety clacketing at my computer and getting everything just set up the way I want it for right now. I mean, we're still figuring out what type of like mics to buy (laughs) because when I did my podcast with my ex, um, he took all of the equipment that I had purchased, um, with him, but that's okay. Like out with the old in with the new, right. And, uh, we have a much better plan moving forward because we're going to be doing a lot of collaborating with other people and, um, having, you know, episodes where we're guests on other, uh, people's podcasts and then likewise them on ours. So it's just been, really, um, a lot of work and I'm doing it all myself. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been a journey. So I sometimes just fire up my voice memos on my phone and it's kind of like, here we go. Let's just see what happens. So anyway, circling back, um, that's just sort of a little update as to what's been going on behind the scenes here and how everything's getting rolling. But, um, we are also working on, you know, coming up with an intro, I ended up, um, recording some information about crisis text line to have, um, in case you are not, you know, privy to checking out the show notes. Um, I'm inserting, uh, all of the info for crisis text line, which is a organization that I have been involved working with for quite some time now. Hey guys, just wanted to take a little time out to talk about something that I am very passionate about because I volunteer with this organization and it is Crisis Text Line. So hopefully you get some good info. Here you go. Crisis Text Line is there for you when you need them 24-7. You simply text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741. Then you're quickly connected with a certified crisis counselor like myself. Our goal is to take you from the heat of the moment in crisis to a cooler and calmer space. Crisis Text Line is anonymous and we are there to help you even in the most dire of straits. I've been working with Crisis Text Line since 2016 and know how powerful and helpful this resource can be for those who are struggling. Reach out, we're here for you, and we give you options for resources to take with you and a game plan to get ongoing support to prevent more suffering. No crisis is too big or too small. We treat everyone's situations with the utmost importance and are trained and certified to help you when you need us. Check us out and we'll be there for you when you need us. Take care. Gosh, we'll be coming up on like six or seven years now um, as a crisis counselor. So anyway, um, let's, uh, let's, you know, refocus here. <laughs> ADHD. Woot woot. <laughs> um, 
So I woke up in the middle of the night and I was just sick, you know, and in the past, um, this would have been a day where I would have isolated myself, although I had been isolating myself constantly. Um, I'd virtually moved down into my finished basement um, in my own home that I own and my son and I live in. And this person who was also living with us alienated me so much that I had to move out of my own room and down into the dungeon basement because that was the only place I felt any sort of you know, peace. And even then it wasn't peaceful. But if I would have, you know, done what I did last night, it would have been a big deal today. And today would have been a really bad day. Um, I got sick and I woke up my husband and said, baby, I just got really sick. And um, just want to let you know, I'm not feeling very good. And he was like, I'm right here. And he held my hand and he just, you know, fell back asleep and I, you know, got up and down and was sick and this and that. I think it was like two o'clock in the morning. I woke up and, um, I drank some electrolytes and tried to push some fluids, tried to eat a little something because, Sometimes my medication makes it so I'm not very hungry. So I didn't eat a lot yesterday. Um, and so I was trying to like get just some nourishment in my stomach. And I had this pounding headache and it came out of nowhere. And I was feeling crazy, crazy bad. <laughs> um, and I remember, you know, sitting on the couch and um, thinking just like, oh, God, tomorrow is going to be a really shitty day. And I'm like, that's my default because I was, that was my mode for like so long. So I was anticipating this just like a really crappy day where I would be feeling terrible about myself, guilty that I'm sick. I have, I also have diverticulitis. So I kind of have some like pre-existing tummy stuff anyway. And it flares up from time to time. And, um, it did last night. And so I really have no control over it other than to just kind of ride it out. And my child and I have, um, you know, our own coping mechanisms and game plan of how to approach days like this where, you know, mommy can't necessarily like show up, you know, full, full force. So I make sure to have you know, meals prepared ahead of time. I have like, you know, an emergency pack, I guess, for these days, but it was never enough, right? It was just never enough. And um, these would be the days where he, my ex would just thrive. He'd be like, I am the hero. I'm, I do everything. I, I do everything around here. And um he would keep score of all this stuff, right? Because I do, I do struggle with like panic attacks, depression, anxiety. Like I'm not going to be sugarcoating <clears throat> my struggles with mental health because that does nobody any service to try to, you know, deny that I have these things or feel ashamed about them. I take medication. I go to therapy. I do my best to, um, 
you know, mitigate these situations, but they do come and go sometimes, um, much less frequently than they did. I haven't felt this bad in quite some time. Um, and so I was sitting downstairs, like I said, in the living room and I just felt really conflicted because I was like, why do I feel this way? Like I'm safe now. Like I'm away from this. I have a supportive husband. I have an amazing kid who's super duper self-reliant. He's never, you know, um, not able to ex- like have me there if he needs me. Like no matter how sick I am, I'm going to get up and I'm going to take care of whatever he needs. But I have a partner now that I can lean on and not fear or feel like I have to be over apologetic because I'm, you know, frankly puking my guts out and not feeling good or like shitting myself or something. Like, I mean, it's really bad. Like it's, it's not a fun situation. Um, and it, it's humiliating in its own right. You know, the way I get sick, it, it doesn't make you feel good. (laughs) And it really, you know, you're like, I can't be 10 feet away from the bathroom. You know, it's really vulnerable. You, You become vulnerable in these times. Um, and these are the times that the narcissist loves to just fuck you up emotionally or physically. And, um, I had some physical stuff done to me during these times where I would be trying to sleep and, um, rest. And he would fly downstairs because he was, you know, pissed off that I was still in bed or something like that. Or that I made him go to the store, not made him, God, I I need to, that I had requested him to like go pick something up from the store. Um, This was before I figured out Instacart and all that good stuff. And we'll talk about um, ways to um, sort of like ease ease the burden um, and take back a little bit of the power so they can't use that as a power play, like oh, hey, well, I do all the grocery shopping because you have to work at home or you do this or that and guilt trip you. So that'll be another episode. But that was a big thing for me when I realized like I needed a cleaning lady and I needed to get grocery delivery. Those two things like were a game changer for me. So we'll we'll talk about that another time. Hey guys, just wanted to take a little time out to talk about something that I am very passionate about because I volunteer with this organization and it is Crisis Text Line. So hopefully you get some good info. Here you go. Crisis Text Line is there for you when you need them 24-7. You simply text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741. Then you're quickly connected with a certified crisis counselor like myself. Our goal is to take you from the heat of the moment in crisis to a cooler and calmer space. Crisis Text Line is anonymous, and we are there to help you even in the most dire of straits. I've been working with Crisis Text Line since 2016 and know how powerful and helpful this resource can be for those who are struggling. Reach out, we're here for you, and we give you options for resources to take with you and a game plan to get ongoing support to prevent more suffering. No crisis is too big or too small. We treat everyone's situations the utmost importance and are trained and certified to help you when you need us check us out and we'll be there for you when you need us take care so um 
let's see, where was I? I get a little confused sometimes, especially when I'm tired. Um, but yeah. Oh, the physical thing. So he would come down and he knew that I, I get migraines when I have these gastro, um, intestinal, um, episodes and he would like turn all the lights on blast and then he'd come and he'd tear all the covers off me. And he was always constantly, um, abusing me about my weight. Um, and we'll, we'll explore that in my part two, um, recording that I have coming up here soon about the devaluation uh, phase of the, um, narcissistic abuse cycle, because that was the worst and it's probably the darkest, um, because this is how, this is how you, you pay the piper, so to speak. Um, this is when shit goes down is in the, in this phase. So, um, at this point in time, when things got like this, he would throw the covers off me and just be like, you're so fuck, you know, effing fat and disgusting and call me like the C word. And like, just, he loved calling me disgusting and ugly and fat. Right. And when I met him, I was actually getting out of my marriage and kind of struggling with like keeping weight on. So I was quite, I was quite skinny, like skinnier than I'd ever been. I was, I wasn't like healthy. Um, and during the course of our relationship, I did gain a significant amount of weight. And that is also for another episode is how these things take a toll on your health. Um, because for me, that was huge. And the last thing he ever said to me was, you know, you gained a hundred pounds, you fat, fucking cunt basically that's a quote <sighs> so anyway um he would like throw the the blankets off me completely expose me and then say look at you you know look how look at how disgusting you are right now like you're so useless and you know you make me sick and things like that and i'd just be you know paralyzed with fear, one, because that's domestic violence. Two, I was sick. And three, I knew that I was at his mercy, so to speak. So he would come and have his little tantrum or whatever. I used to call them tantrums because he's a man child. And um, I would start to cry. And then he would just leave me there. And I would text him to try to apologize for being sick say things like you know what can I do to help I'm I know that I'm sick I'm so sorry I'm ruining your day I mean what the fuck right like he had me so Stockholm syndromed that like I was apologizing for my own illness but whenever he was sick it was like oh could you make me like you know your chicken soup because I make chicken soup with like a whole chicken in the pressure cooker. So it's like fresh chicken stock bone broth with like veggies. I make this awesome chicken soup and it, it really is like chicken soup for the soul. And he, it takes me a while to make it or, you know, can you do this? Can you make me tea? Can you, can you rub my feet? Can you, no, 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 no. And then I would always do it because I loved this guy, right? That's how like I love someone. That's how I love that's what love is. Um, but 
God forbid, if I had an emergency or an illness, um, I can't tell you how many absences my child had from school because there was no effort to help. Um, and I would have panic attacks in the morning when I was sick because I knew he'd be waking up, seeing me in this like, you know, sort of like meeker, <laughs> meek, sick state. And, um, it was a really bad time. It was really rough. And so I was just sitting downstairs like, God, why am I so scared? Like, why am I so scared of tomorrow? Right. And by this time it was already today. Um, cause it was in the middle of, of the night and I just was like, I'm going back to bed. You know, I still didn't feel good, but I wanted to be close to my husband. Like I wanted to curl up next to him in his arms. I wanted to feel his warm body because I was freezing cold. I was going from like hot to cold. I was miserable. And I just wanted some, I just wanted some comfort and some just like, just, just some love, right? I'm going to get emotional in some of these. <laughs> um, and so I crawled into bed and like immediately he just like placed his hand, you know, on me and, you know, kind of just nestled into me. And I knew that I had woken him up and he knew I didn't feel good. And he had offered to make me something to eat. And I was like, no, I can do it myself. And I did. And I took care of things. Right. But he offered without hesitation. I knew that he wouldn't have retaliated or kept score about it. And this morning, you know, we held each other and I felt just this like gratitude wash over me that I can feel sick today because I am sick right now. Um, and that, you know, I checked in with my son and I said, Hey buddy, you know, like you got to step it up today and do a little extra around the house. Like, here's what today's going to look like. Had that, you know, face-to-face -face conversation. He's like, mom, I got you. It's all good. You know, cause he sees how much I show up for him. And he also is a natural born caretaker, which is pretty cool. My kid was pretty, pretty cool. And, you know, my husband went downstairs and made cinnamon rolls for breakfast, you know? Um, and he's tired too. <laughs> you know, he works a lot. He's tired too, but we're safe. Like we're home. It's peaceful. I don't have to worry about someone coming and like running down into my space and violating me and making me feel even worse than I already do about the fact that I can't be the mom I want to be today. I can't be the person that I want to be today. My plans that I had for today, you know, went to the wayside. But like, who cares? Shit happens, right? And... I want to do some of these recordings where I sort of talk myself out of the emotion because I think it's important to share that process because I could either be stuck in it and then be, you know, stuck back in time and let this ruin my whole day. Or I can just surrender to the good that I have in my life now and not hold on to the memories and the trauma 
and all that. So I just wanted to share that if you are experiencing anything remotely close to what I talked about from your partner or parents or anyone in your life that makes you feel bad when you're feeling bad, you know, it's not like they have to put on a happy face and be ecstatically joyful that you're sick and act like it's not, you know, something they're going to have to pick up some slack for, but it's an understanding. It's not a 50, 50, right? Sometimes you're at 1%. Sometimes they're at 99%. Sometimes they're at 1%. Sometimes you're at 90. Sometimes it's 20, 60, like it, it, or whatever. My math is off 40, 60. Sorry. Um, I'm tired and I'm very sick right now, but, um, it's never like the same and it shouldn't be an expectation of, from people that are healthy in your life. So I encourage you today, if you somehow stumble upon this and it resonates with you, just look within and know that you're doing, you're doing it. Like you're having a bad day. Somebody might be making your day worse. If you're experiencing fear or you are in fear of your safety, call 911. You know, call a friend. Make sure that you above everyone is safe because you are what matters. You and your children, they are the priority, right? But like they say on the plane, you always got to put your oxygen mask on first before you put it on anyone else. Because if you don't, you're worthless. So take care of yourself. And I hope that this maybe inspired you to see that if you are going through this, it's very wrong. And it is abuse. This is abuse, domestic violence. It is abuse, what I experienced and I experienced it frequently. Um, and I'll do a whole nother episode on health and, um, how, you know, what happens at your expense because of these relationships to your health, your finances, your, your friendships, your connections, your just your entire essence of who you are. Okay. Um, but that's for another time. I just wanted to jump on here and kind of just talk before I fell asleep and then decided not to record this because I think it's important, um, to see that even after, you know, a full year, I'm still triggered. I'm still, my default is to be feeling bad but you don't have to feel bad. You don't have to have a husband to make you feel better. You don't have to have anybody else but yourself. You don't have to have anybody, but what you don't need is somebody making you feel worse. Okay. I'm not saying that because I'm married that I have some sort of, you know, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for that I'm in some better space than anyone else would be. Like I would be happy just not even having him, my ex here. I just happen to 
have found my person when I did and it lined up and he's understanding, right? But he's also another party that is involved in it. If I was alone, I would be just fine, you know, probably anyway, because I wouldn't have to worry about anyone else seeing me. But if you do have a partner, um, watch out for those red flags, okay? Um, I remember I would just pray and wish that like, oh gosh, I wish I was just by myself going through this. And, you know, I'm so thankful for my husband and his support because it's an abundance of just (laughs) support. It's crazy. Um, But, you know, there's always the chance that maybe he would get upset, but he didn't and he won't. (laughs) And I I said, I'm sorry that I woke you up and I'm sorry I'm sick. And he's like, baby, why are you sorry? And I'm like, "I, I don't know. And he's like, well, it's because, you know, you were conditioned to feel like it was your fault that you um, are responsible for something you have zero control over, which is your, you know, gastro stuff, my, my illness that I suffer with. It's chronic. And when I was in my relationship, it was flared up constantly. So it's been a while since I've had something like this happen. So I thought it would be cool to jump on and share. Hopefully it's uh, coherent and, and it, you know, hits and resonates with some people because, um, you know, when we are at our most vulnerable, that is when the person who you are with or the environment you're in that is toxic, traumatic, whatever it may be, that is like, it's like Christmas morning for those people. That's when they can like suck everything from you and they can just feel like, so high and mighty because you're completely powerless, right? And that's how they want you to be. They want you to be powerless. So anyway, wish me luck that this passes because tomorrow's Labor Day and I would love to have a fun day with my family. Um, But hey, if it doesn't, I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm going to take care of myself and I'm going to get better and I'm going to do it in peace. So with that, I send everyone my love. My heart goes out to anyone who is sitting there right now feeling lost, feeling trapped, feeling like they have no one to reach out to, no one to talk to, because if they do, they know that one, everyone will know and you'll be ridiculed in some way or questioned as to why you are with this person or two, you will have to face the wrath of the individual themselves and their response to you spilling the beans about what's going on. So you live in the shadows, you live in the fog. I used to say, I, I live in a fishbowl. I, I live in a fishbowl. And that's what my life felt like, was just living in this foggy fishbowl where my reality was just this tiny little bubble and the world around me was, you know, it was foreign because I couldn't reach out and tap into it. So like I said, I support crisis text line. If you are in crisis right now and experiencing that, please reach out to them. This is not a plug for them. I don't make money from this. I volunteer 
um, as a counselor for them. I just find it to be, (laughs) I've been doing it for so long. It's such a powerful platform. Um, There's the domestic violence hotline. And then there's us. There's me. Um, My contact information is in the show notes. You know, I am a certified counselor. I'm not looking for anything from anyone. I just would not wish what happened to me on my worst enemy, especially right now when I feel like crap. So if you have any stories that are similar that you would like to share privately or on the podcast, we're still, you know, kind of making this whole thing, this cohesive experience of a community that we want to build. Um, we don't just want to make it about us. We want to make it about you through our experiences and, you know, kind of form this army against these people, these toxic, narcissistic, terrible people in the form of community and love and service and education and being vulnerable and taking control of our lives back. That's how we wage the war on these people. Not with revenge, not with being vindictive, not with talking mad shit. We do it with sharing our experiences, learning from them, knowing what it is. It's a problem. It's a real thing. It is not a joke. So please reach out. Okay. Don't suffer in silence like I did. Please don't. Hopefully this hits someone somewhere. And if it doesn't, well, hey, you get to know a little bit more about me and the fact that I have, uh, you know, lots of chronic illnesses that were unfortunately um, worsened by my relationship to sort of a point of no return. But I have been able to regain a lot of my health back. But I will forever suffer from the six years I was with this person in some ways, especially in the mindset of where I'm at during these times. So with that being said, again, signing off for the second time, I I tend to kind of go off on tangents. If you can't stand it, just comment and be like, like, Chelsea, girl, you know, I really appreciate the knowledge, but I do really like this opportunity to just kind of hop on and say like, hey, here's what's up today. Is anybody else going through this today? Because it sucks, okay? But it doesn't have to because guess what? You've got a lot of resources out there that you probably don't even know about and that's why we're here. So anyway, all my love, happy holiday weekend. Um, I hope everyone's safe within themselves and their hearts. Take care and um, I will be posting the second part of my story, um, you know, a little more in depth here shortly. It's a process to get organized, but that's going to be a doozy of a recording for me too. This, this is also not like the easiest project, but it's very therapeutic in its own, its own way. Okay. Well, take care and have a great day.